Santa's watching, Santa's waiting, Christmas Eve is slowly fading. We're talking Silent Night, Deadly Night. Hit it. It was 1984. The first ever Turner Prize was awarded to Malcolm Morley. Molly Ringwald starred in 16 Candles. Hulk Hogan won his first WWF championship. And Billy Chapman punished the naughty dressed as Santa. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. You'll know him as one of the hosts of the very illin Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends podcast. It's Chewy. Chewy, what's happening, man? How's it going, man? Thanks for having him. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, looking forward to it. Love your show. Definitely. So, uh, you know, how you been? It's been good, man. Thanks. Uh, right now, uh, we, well, I don't want to get into this, but but uh, we're taking a break from podcasting. But okay. I am doing special episodes I and participating with other people such as yourself, for example, right now. Nice. So looking forward to that. We are going to come back probably not until the early part of next year because of, of personal work reasons, you know, stuff like that. But once we get yeah. that, the dust settles and we'll come back and, and do regular episodes the way we've been doing. So sweet. Looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. Well, you got quite a few down already. You're what, like in the 60s or 70s, I think, of episodes. I believe we're about 65-ish plus yeah. a few bonus episodes. So I eh, give or take about 70. Eh. But Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but, you know, we're here to talk like you know, uh, I was going to say Black Christmas. That's a different, that's a whole nother movie. Uh, yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, what do you remember about that? Or what's your experience with it? You know, oddly enough, I didn't actually see that movie until I was older. So sometime in the 90s. Because if, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I actually grew up in Mexico. I was born and raised over there. I lived there till I was about 10 or 11. Nice. Then I moved over here. But um, as I was growing up, we would get everything with about maybe like a three or four year delay from you guys. Oh, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Even though I was living right across the border, I mean, we could technically cross over and watch movies here if you knew English and whatever, but if you happen to want to watch a movie or something like that, I mean, in the theaters, it would premiere a couple months later. So it's not that much of a delay, but I'm I'm talking about cable TV, for example. Yeah. Because a movie like this, they wouldn't have let me go in. (laughs) watch it when i was a little kid obviously (laughs) no no definitely not (laughs) yeah so i would have had to wait for it to come out on cable tv or something and by then would have probably been like 1990 or something gotcha uh but by the time that i saw it it was the 90s maybe the mid 90s like 93 94 and i always thought it was weird it's definitely weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i'm actually interested uh in knowing your your co-host's take on it since she really enjoys like the more psychological type of uh of thrillers you know and and while this is mostly just a straight up slasher you know it's kind of like our vein there is kind of a psychological element to it you know and there is with his psychosis so i'm you know i was uh i mean i'm I'm just curious to think what to know what she thinks about it but i I can ask her to to maybe write a like a written review if if maybe sometime before 
I mean, and all, you know, part of the reason that we're taking a break is because her work schedule, she got a new job recently, so it's all over the place. And yeah, she's yeah. moving to a different, different uh, apartment and she's going through a whole bunch of personal stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, you know what? Let's just take a break while you, while you get all that stuff under the underway, whatever. And then we can, but, but yeah, dude, I mean, she's definitely the one that would enjoy the the psychological aspect I mean, even though i'm a psychology major you know you can't believe that <laughs> that's cool I, I i think she's the one that would maybe give like a more in-depth analysis i, mean, I can kind of do that i guess because of my background so if you want to ask me a couple of questions i might be able to help you <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh what's up with billy no i'm just kidding <laughs> ah. whoa it's a classical case of anna <laughs> no, I, <laughs> but i know what you mean it's like uh this is one because growing up, we weren't allowed really to watch any kind of scary movies because my mom didn't like them. So, you know, if mom doesn't like it, nobody gets to do it in the house, you know, uh, Hispanic <laughs> mom, you know, because uh, I'm I'm from the valley. So I'm, I wasn't too far from uh, from where you are now. I, I'm from Edinburgh. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's where I was born and raised. Well, born in Corpus, but, you know, that's where I was raised. And so um, I, I understand like completely. But it's one of those where like, you know, we just we couldn't do it because mom didn't want to do it so i didn't see it till i think it was like the late 2000s like like oh, wow. maybe 2009 2010 something like that and it was one of those like man this is actually a really good movie yeah i mean it's it's not a good movie but you know it's a good movie you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's uh I, I, what i like to call can't be good in a way yeah yeah exactly <laughs> It's <laughs> exactly yeah and i'm a sucker for those uh ever since i saw halloween i've been a sucker for those like slasher type films especially the ones from the 80s uh mm-hmm. something about it is just maybe it's because i'm from the 80s i just i don't know it, it got me it like like i get it and so i'm always a sucker for those kinds and so when i saw this and i was like man that's kind of cool and i'll never forget like going to movie land video in McAllen. And uh, every time we'd see the video cover and it had, you know, Santa's arm out of the chimney with holding the axe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember thinking like, hey, it's a Christmas movie. And like, why is Santa have an axe? And <laughs> you know, not even thinking about it. Uh, it was just like, oh, maybe he needs it to break down a door or something. I don't know. I, well, he's <laughs> he's going to cut down the Christmas tree, dude. That, that, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly right. We always had fake trees, so I never did that. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a you know i just like i remember walking into movie land video and like their old location not where they where they ended up but like in their old location going in and you know like when you go into a video store and it has like a certain like an aroma you know it's like oh, yeah. a little bit of popcorn a little bit of candy the you know just everything and like i just i just remember that very distinctly because that was like a on vhs you know and at the time we only had like a betamax player oh man that's <laughs> I know, right <laughs> talk about old school uh so it was like oh we can't rent it not that my parents would have anyway i mean i'm sure with the name like silent night deadly night and a santa holding an axe they knew what was going to happen but <laughs> <laughs> but you know at the time i remember being like super disappointed that we couldn't rent it so like that's what i what i vaguely recall but when i actually saw it i was like oh this is this is pretty cool the music is awesome it like totally mm-hmm. sets the tone it's got like the underlying theme of like trauma and repressed trauma yeah uh, you know stuff like that i mean uh, it just i it was cool i i dug it i dug it a lot i agree with you man i think it's a movie that doesn't get recognition i mean it's not like you said a great movie but it's not a terrible movie either i would put it maybe on par with some of the main franchise sequels like for example maybe yeah. halloween four or five i would put this on that same level kind of yeah, same here as far as story and music and stuff like that um 
So I don't understand why this movie is so neglected. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of it had to do because when it opened, there was like a huge controversy with it. You know, it was uh, like Santa killing people. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, but the funny thing is there had already been like a couple of movies that did that. So, yeah. you know, I mentioned Black Christmas. There was, um, what was that one from 1980? Um, I can't think of the title now. Uh, oh, Black here. I know, same here. It's like, like I, I picture it. I just, I can't think of the title and all the horror fans are like, come on, you know, yelling at me oh, yeah. uh, through the radio. Um, I don't know. It, it's not important, but you know, <laughs> like, like they've done it before. So it's not like it was completely new. So the question is like, why this movie? Why is it just because they marketed it so heavily like that? You know? And if that's the case, well then, I mean, I suppose I could understand like a lot of parents being upset about, you know, about uh, a, a murderous Santa and kids getting scared. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause I know if I was, if I was a kid and I saw this, I mean, I'd probably be terrified of Santa too. <laughs> no kidding, dude. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I think, you know, speaking about psychology real quick, I, I think uh, it's a, I, I wouldn't say accurate portrayal of trauma. I mean, it, it kind of happens like that. Right. I mean, I'm not a psychology expert. I just majored in psychology, but I'm not a master or or a PhD or anything. But as far as I remember from my studies, you know, trauma would occur in a similar, you know, like over time. I mean, some people, it's just one big event that does change your life in a significant way. For example, a war or something like that. In that case, that's understandable. Right. And of course, in the case of him, you know, watching his his parents, the the way they, they ended up. And then over time, as he was getting older, more and more stuff started happening to him. And that kind of built up until he eventually just, as we say, the, the, the dam burst. Right. You know, so that's, it's kind of done well in a way. It's, it's not done in, in an, ex, uh, what's that word that I'm looking for? Exploitative. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, while it's not perfect, it's also not done in a way that's, that's, you know, stigmatizing people that have something like that going on in their lives, you know? So right. I thought, I thought that was a pretty pretty well done portrayal of, of how something like that could happen to somebody to anybody really and it's kind of the same thing as or not kind of i mean not the same level but similar to i don't know if you've seen joker for example mm-hmm. it kind yeah. of works in the same way where, where this guy is, is kind of he he wants to be a good person right he wants to be good and, and as, as as a whole and then things just start piling up on him over and over and over you know at the, anywhere he turns a door shuts people are pushing him out and like no this this that so right. there's no escape until eventually just you know just explodes yeah yeah and and i mean i i mean i guess we all kind of have have that we just most of us have some sort of coping mechanisms that we can uh use to mm-hmm. you know to to kind of calm the storm i suppose if you will mm-hmm. um it, billy just seems like he doesn't and a lot of that was because of his upbringing you know and that very strict yeah. you know uh, just, just you know any anything wrong that's naughty it has has to be punished punishment is good kind of a thing mm-hmm. you know and, and uh, look i don't want to get all psychological because i have no psycho psychology degrees <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean that's that negative reinforcement uh it does it can take its toll yeah. i suppose uh christmas evil that was the name of it uh, oh, yeah. sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry that's right I don't know why that, that just popped in my head, uh, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those where you're right. It's like, like just layer upon layer upon layer and then being forced essentially to, to become that, uh, you know, the object of his, his um, depression and, and, and hate and, and fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a, that's like a profound thing if you think about it. And yeah. so there, there's a lot to this movie that's more than just, a generic slasher you know it's like no no this kid is finally snapped because he's literally 
like he just can't take it anymore and Mm -hmm. you know he was forced to do all these things he didn't want to do and now it's like oh okay and so i i I really like it and uh, at the same time it's weird because it's christmas and so like i get all like the the christmas you know vibes and feels from it with all the decorations (laughs) and the music and uh you know, just everything about it. It's like, oh man, okay, this is cool. And then, oh man, this, these poor people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those that I, I really dig it, but at the same time, it's like, well, I can see kind of why it was pushed down. But if you think about some of the other contemporary things, it, it also doesn't make sense, you know? I mean, I, I wouldn't say this is the bloodiest or goriest movie of the time. There's a lot of nudity though so well maybe um, that could be it too yeah (laughs) i mean yeah just just for your for your listeners and kids are not aware they're watching these movies it's it's not a movie for kids no (laughs) don't watch it with your kids (laughs) but also i mean teenagers i guess teenagers might like this in a way but my point is that yeah it's just not it's not a family friendly movie no definitely not no (laughs) (laughs) oh it it reminds me of uh like my parents took me to see gremlins when i was four Oh yeah, uh, because the marketing made it sound like it was going to be like a fun little, you know, kids movie and, you know, family movie. And it's really yeah. not, you know, <laughs> and I remember being terrified, especially at the end when like uh, Stripe melts and all that. But, oh, yeah. you know, it's one of those where uh, it, I think the marketing kind of same thing. It kind of did itself in. I bet uh-huh. if they hadn't played it up like that, if they had just played it up as a, you know, without the Santa, just, you know, maybe a murder or something i think people would have gone to see it and it would have not gotten so much scorn yeah but i mean they had a thing in the 80s for holiday themed killers man <laughs> halloween started <laughs> it yeah like halloween and then friday the 13th is not a holiday but it's it's a famous day right. in the calendar you know and then yeah. they, they had a whole, uh, some like, b movies about april fools april and fool's day my bloody valentine my bloody valentine yeah uh-huh. for that so i mean pretty much every major holiday got a slasher movie or some sort, or killer movie of some sorts <laughs> <laughs> i'm still i'm still waiting for my thanksgiving movie <laughs> yeah well, uh, there's a there's one with a i think woody harrelson thing one, right <laughs> i don't know if, uh, no like the one that i was thinking of is, is i forgot what it's called man thanks killing or something like that but it's so <laughs> nice horrible dude it's, it's like a claymation <laughs> turkey or something and it's just like <laughs> I yeah, don't know, like, but now I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's kind of like just just know that you're getting into a really um, low level like Z movie kind of thing, you know. But I mean, if that's <laughs> that kinda, low. I mean, you know, some of those can be fun to watch, you know. Yeah, that's true. Like Ninja so, Terminator or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm from the '80s. I did claymation, so I'm I'm in. I'm all in on a claymation yeah. turkey killing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and again it's not a family friendly thing so just be careful you're right, right yeah yeah it's a lot of, around the little ones yeah yeah violence and pro- profanity which again and is, like that, is, so. is funny because growing up we were allowed to like you know watch i mean i watched like predator and robocop and all that and i mean i know i couldn't watch scary movies but i watched robocop i mean come mm-hmm. on now that's uh, <laughs> you yeah. know people's arms getting blown off and the guy melting i mean i don't know if that's any uh if that's any better but <laughs> see and that's the thing like, again going back to my upbringing in mexico uh, i was kind of like a, a late added addition to the family so by the time that i came along mm. my brothers were already like 10 or 11 years old my parents right. were working all the time so i hardly ever saw them. so my point is that i was basically unsupervised one of my mom's sister took care of me but she was doing her own thing most of the time. Right. So I would be able to watch these movies on cable TV, like on Saturdays. Usually that's when they would that's broadcast these movies. Yeah. Especially yeah. late at night also. So I'd be, I staying up, up watching, like you said, Predator and Robocop and stuff like that. And Mexican channels didn't give 
any they didn't care about any violence they would show the violence you like oh wow. i mean it, it would be dubbed to spanish so you didn't right. hear the bad words but because that that was think about it it was more important for people not to hear bad words than it was to show a, a person like melting with acid or whatever that was <laughs> yeah cop, the toxic so, waste yeah <laughs> or, or the guy getting blown up the, the cop in the beginning oh uh, man Murphy. that traumatized me man <laughs> dude like i saw that that scene and i was like what what what's happening to like what, what? <laughs> i was like stuttering i was like uh so yeah, in Mexico, they don't care about violence. They, they showed out, you know, but God forbid you hear a curse word in a TV show because <laughs> 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 it's a little bit more lenient now. Now there's a little bit of right. cursing, but eh, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. I got the times you. have changed. Yeah, you're right about that. But I guess we can just go ahead and jump into the plot, you know. So sure. um, this movie, if you want to nutshell it, a little boy who sees his parents get killed is becomes afraid of santa and eventually snaps and goes on his own killing spree dressed as santa that's like the nutshell version because mm-hmm. i like to nutshell these things but of course <laughs> it's it's multi, it's you know definitely more layered than that and so it starts off it's like like a flashback you know it's essentially in 1971 billy chapman who's like the main you know the the protagonist i guess or antagonist whatever uh he's five years old it's like him his parents and little you know the little baby his his newborn brother and so they're they go to visit like his grandpa and i i guess it's uh i don't know maybe the dad's dad it doesn't matter but you know they go to like a nursing home essentially to to go see the the grandpa who i guess has been in like kind of catatonic because he doesn't speak whatever and as soon as the parents leave, of course, and they, I don't understand why they left him alone, but they just, they leave the little five-year-old boy alone with the catatonic old man. <laughs> and then he suddenly like wakes up and just starts to like, to like tell him that Santa, you need to run from Santa Claus, that he's scary. And <laughs> like, what? He just freaks this kid out. It's the craziest thing. So I wonder if the grandpa had some sort of, psychic episode or something where he saw what's happening or because they don't really explain that right they don't no, really go at all in, no in depth as to how the grandpa wake up and then as soon as the parents came back he was all silent again mm-hmm. and motionless so i don't know i mean that, that, this is just me speculating of course like right right what, what if the grandpa had some sort of psychic vision or something in his weird <laughs> like state that he was in but i don't know because I, I, yeah that, that intro kind of was like uh I don't get why they're, they'll leave a kid in a hospital or, or a nursing home, whatever it was. Yeah. And just unsupervised. And I don't know, dude, it was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing to me. I was like, <laughs> they're just like, stay here. It's like, no, what? Like, I would never leave my kid. Yes, I know it's like his grandpa, but no, 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 no. If the kids, if the guy's catatonic, I mean, who knows what could happen to, to my, my son? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like the craziest thing that they're just like, yeah, yeah, stay there. <laughs> and so so he just stays there. And, and all of a sudden, you're right. The grandpa just wakes up. And I kind of like that psychic bit. I think that's going to be like my new. Uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with that from now on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, but he's just like, he's like, you know, like, hey, you know. Santa Claus is coming. You better run. I mean, <laughs> he's got like the, the scratchiest, like more most hoarse voice you've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like if my grandpa did that, I'd be terrified. <laughs> so I mean, it's just, ah, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But, you know, especially, it, especially at that age, man. Like, I, yeah. Um, again, they don't really give in any background information on the grandpa. So you don't know who it is, if it's the mom or the dad's. Right, parents. right. Yeah. Uh, you don't know why he's there, how long he's been there. Uh, so that was pretty unsettling. Like when he snapped out of it. Yeah. 
I guess I guess watching horror movies this this far along into my life, I, I could have expected that. But back then, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The first time I saw it, yeah. And basically, he just says like, "Hey, if you if you've been naughty, essentially, he's like, if you've been naughty even once, mm-hmm. like like Santa's gonna punish you." And so there's like this big thing about being naughty, you get punished, which is kind of funny because I guess that's technically like a, the theme of like most horror movies, especially the slasher films. You know, it's like mm. the promiscuous ones, you know, that uh, that usually get punished. The ones like maybe on drugs, the ones that disobey, they're the ones that usually end up dying. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of it, it, it's just they really emphasize it in this one. It's like, hey, hey, guess what? This is a horror movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, and actually, most of the victims in this film are like that in a way. They're, they're people yeah. that are promiscuous or they drink a lot or yeah, um, just bad people in general. I, I think except maybe for the one of them or two that, that, that close to the end, they... Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, but I agree with you. I think back then, that was kind of like the thing. Yeah. Where they would show, usually younger people, teenagers. I mean, well... 30 year olds playing teenagers in movies <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the idea was that it was a teenage uh, group of people and then one by one they'd be getting knocked out of the the, the park so to speak and <laughs> it was usually because they were involved in activities that were frowned upon let's just say that <laughs> that's a good way of saying it yeah <laughs> that's a good way of saying it meanwhile while they're visiting over there there's a a, a man like a thief or whatever robber dressed as santa who basically tries to hold up a 7-eleven essentially and and he shoots the cashier and ends up only with like 31 bucks and so he's all upset (laughs) and and so as they're driving home the family's driving home we get this this bit where that santa that same santa he like pretends he's like having car trouble so they like pull over and basically he shoots the dad in the head and uh, tries to like rape the mom when she fights back he just he like slits her throat and the little boy you know uh billy he just he kind of runs and the santa's gonna like go after him and then he gets spooked and you know he he ends up leaving whatever but it's like it's uh, that's it like his parents are dead he witnesses santa trying to or the man dressed as santa doing all these terrible things so now he has a thing against santa so much so that three years later when he's in the uh the nursing uh, an orphanage excuse me uh he's like in in like a catholic run you know orphanage it's run by nuns and whenever it's christmas eve and like santa's coming to visit you know just a man dressed as santa he punches a man that's like how freaked out he is Of course, anytime they portray the church, it's very much in a <laughs> in a strict sense, especially with uh-huh. nuns. Nuns, for some reason, nuns equal strict. <laughs> that must have been a real thing because every time it's just like, dang. So the the mother superior, especially, is just like, you must be punished. You were naughty, and I mean, dude, that's that's a hardcore nun, dude. I'd be terrified of her. I would too. Yeah, like I'd be more scared of her than the Santa. <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, she was like, I guess by that time, it was the 70s, right? So she must have been raised in like the 30s or 40s. So that was like old school upbringing, dude. Yeah, for real. Where people thought that corporal punishment was the answer to everything. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. so you forgot your homework. Well, let me smack you in the face a couple of times. And <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, that'll set you right. Their kid, you know, Billy, whatever. And, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I, I never went to a Catholic school or anything. Like that. I don't no, know I didn't people either, other, yeah. Yeah. Uh, would 
mind sharing some sort of stories, you know, <laughs> whatever if they want to. But right. my point is that I, I never was in depth in that environment. I mean, I would go to right. church with my parents. I mean, we we would were Catholic or we are Catholic. We just don't practice very much. Right. But every now and then we'd go to church, but we never really interacted with nuns or or priests outside of that setting. So I don't right. know what it was would be like to be raised or or even taught by mm-hmm. a nun or a priest or something like that. So that looks really hardcore, man. But I agree with you. Every time that I see that in a movie, it always looks like they're really hardcore and they're always slapping people <laughs> in the face. And it's like, man, like, I know it's just, it, it makes me laugh every time because uh, it's like a trope, you know. But I mean, this Mother Superior is like super hardcore. So Billy like finds or he he gets out of bed. I guess he was like, in, you know, in punishment in being in his room or something. He's not supposed to leave, but he ends up getting out. And uh, he catches like like uh, two again teens or I don't know if it was a I mean I don't know who they were if they were like orphans or if they were um, <laughs> That'd like, be like one of the nuns or something <laughs> I don't know I don't know what they were you know just some of the workers at the place but he catches them you know uh, uh, having sex and he's punished for it too I mean yeah. she's, she's like like you got out of bed you weren't supposed to get out of bed and I'm like what the heck like he like what are you doing lady and. <laughs> <laughs> this lady just i don't understand her man she's so yeah, just, hardcore <laughs> she just piles it up on him dude and that's the like what i was saying a little earlier that's how it starts building up with him like every little thing every he does little thing yeah it seems like it's everything is his fault even the things that are not his fault yeah so yeah. it's like in a situation like that it's like oh what, what am i doing like what do i do like everything that i do is gonna end up with me getting spanked or whatever you know so right i think I don't know, maybe it's just me overreaching, but I think the lady secretly enjoyed that stuff. Kind of, yeah, like, like, it did seem like that too. Yeah, kind of the authority. The I don't know what what the word is, but I, I guess that's the word. Like the establishing her authority, or whatever. Right. By punishing, I, I I would have to assume that she would do this to more kids, not just Billy. Right. And and the in the orphanage, whatever. But we only see Billy because it's his story. Because it's his obviously. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think some people get off on that man. They get off on, on that whole power trip thing, and it's just yeah. like. Ugh. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially because the other nun doesn't, uh, I mean, she she kind of doesn't approve of, of what she's doing, but she doesn't really do anything to stop her because she knows she can't. It's it's her mother right, it's superior. Her superior. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's uh, Sister Margaret. She's like the, the good, so mm-hmm. it's like good cop, bad cop. She's like good yeah. cop, essentially. And so she's the one that like tries to care for him, tries to cheer him up. It's like, hey, you know, you can go play. Your friends are outside playing, you know, that kind of a thing. Because he, he even draws like the assignment was, I guess, was to draw Santa. And he draws like Santa with like being stabbed and the reindeer's head <laughs> like, getting cut off. And I was like, yeah, oh, dude. snap. <laughs> like this kid, uh, <laughs> Damn, you know, so I mean, the signs are there that like there's something, you know, there's some sort of trauma there or something, mm-hmm. you know, like like help him out. Don't just, Don't just like punish him severely. Yeah, and that's what the other nun would bring up. She's like, I, I, you know, this is not the way. And she's like, no, and the most superior was like, no, my methods work. You'll see that my You'll methods see, are the yeah. way to go. And <laughs> it's like, oh, well, so far they haven't worked, ladies. So. <laughs> I know. It's like, no, they're, they're not doing their thing. I want to change your strategy a little bit. Exactly. And then it just like time jumps. It, like we just jumped 10 years. So now he's 18. He's leaving the orphanage, going out on his own. And uh, Sister Margaret helps him get a job at a local, local uh, toy store. You know, the kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. He starts to to kind of have feelings for uh, one of the coworkers there. I think her name's like Pamela or something like that. Pam. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Of course, he has dreams of that, but his dreams are like mixed between you know 
romantic relations with her, but also like his parents' murder. I mean, it's kind of like I wonder, like, does Batman have flashbacks of his parents' murder like all the time, like that? Because because Batman also is, is an interesting psychological subject, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so it, it's just I and I'm I'm always fascinated by that kind of a. Uh, that kind of thing it's not fascinated enough to study it but enough to like yeah. be like huh i wonder what batman thinks about like does yeah. he dream I mean, about his parents murder all the time you know i think with, with batman it's just showing how you can get through stuff like that in your life if you right. i mean it takes a lot of work obviously it's not as easy as saying like turn off the switch in your mind and now feel happy and forget everything bad right. that ever happened to you because that's right. not really the way it works either right especially when it comes to billy man uh, the way they were trying to get rid of his trauma because they know he's traumatized right both uh, both uh mother superior and the other one they know that mm-hmm. he's got some sort of issues so that's not the way to get rid of that man <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh i mean if, if i may just real quick say i mean i i remember something from my studies in psychology that they, the way that you would start dealing with that is gradually over time because when somebody's got a trauma or a phobia as intense as, as he does to santa claus in this case for example mm-hmm. you don't make him sit in his lap dude yeah like, <laughs> as, as a way of, of <laughs> like helping him get through it for some people it's it's even the the thought of a, seeing a drawing or a picture of, of whatever it is they're afraid of to trigger them right so um, it starts off with that it starts with the person the therapist in this case talking to them about it and sometimes even that's enough to make them go into like trigger mode right so you got to go slowly man and in, in his case i mean he ends up dressing as santa in that or <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like right. oh my god dude like it's the worst ever like, I, I was thinking that too it's like no <laughs> don't you know his story like why wouldn't they tell him this you know I mean, I get it. You know, there was a, a stigma about mental illness back then. Uh, I mean, there still is now, but it was a much worse back then. So mm-hmm. I, I can see why they wouldn't want to like like tell the employer or the would be employer. Oh, by the way, you know he, mm-hmm. you know he was this happened to him in his past, and and like please, you know, just be careful with him here. I I get why they wouldn't say that, but at the same time, it's like he should know better. You know, when asked. To dress as Santa to say like, say look, no. I don't feel I don't feel comfortable with this. My parents were, were killed by a man dressed as Santa. I you know or something, yeah. but he, you know he's just he's that eager young you know eighteen year old. Uh-huh. I'm I'm trying to make it on my own. I'm gonna please, and so he agrees mm-hmm. to it because I guess the guy that was supposed to play Santa was sick or something. Uh, he broke his leg or, or something. Or he broke his leg. His That's arm. what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was something like that. So he agreed. One thing that I thought was kind of cool. And this has this is just an aside. I was thinking about the Santa suit that he wears, but it's red gloves instead of like the usual brown or green glove or white. And on the actual like cuff, that white fur cuff, it had bells on it. Oh, really? And, I, and I every single that. one had bells. And I thought oh, that's an interesting like design choice. So I didn't know if that was like an aesthetic of the time of the, but I just I thought it was interesting. You know, that is interesting. I I, I didn't remember that at all actually. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like that's well, I just I watched it again this morning just to make sure uh, that that I remembered it enough. And mm-hmm. sure enough, yeah, it's like that's why when the lady or when that one teenager you know that are fooling around downstairs is like, oh, it's the cat. You know, she thought it was the cat's bells, and it's from the the bells from his his oh, suit. Oh, so that's where that came from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess it was an excuse maybe to use that <laughs> or I don't, <laughs> a plot I don't device. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would assume it's counterintuitive because the whole point of Santa Claus is to be stealthy. And so the kids don't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but given this is evil Santa, I guess he wants people to hear him and come to him and so he can. That's very Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you ever read Moon Knight comics? 
No, actually, I, I haven't. No. Okay, I, yeah, I, know, yeah. I, know, I know who the character is, but I have never yeah. read, read his comics or anything like that. So, so he dresses all in white because he wants them to see him coming, essentially. You know, okay. He, so it's... You know, instead of like Batman who wears the dark clothes so he can hide. Yeah. Moon, Knight's, Moon Knight's like, no, no, no. They're going to see me coming. They're going to know I'm about to beat them silly, yeah. you know. Okay, so, yeah. So he's kind of like the anti-Batman, I remember, because I, I read like an article com- him com- comparing him to Batman. So I get, okay, yeah. that's, that makes more sense now. Yeah, he's like, uh, I think he's like a Batman essentially with dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah. But I mean, it's like kind of that same thing. The the, the bells, I guess it's like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Come see me. You know, I'm Santa <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of what we would expect from Santa. Like, get yeah. in, get out quick. No one sees me. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a very, I mean, that's, I mean, I saw the movie a couple of weeks ago, maybe like in preparation for this. Right. So I, I, but I didn't really, I hadn't seen it before then and years, man, probably over 10 years, if not more. Right. So I, I really missed the, the boat in the building. Oh, <laughs> it's just a little tidbit. But it's cool though. And, but it's funny because, you know, everyone thinks, oh, he's so good with the children. I guess they can't hear what he's actually saying to them about, don't you dare oh, be yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, He's got the little girl in his lap and she's yeah. like, she's terrified. She's terrified of him and she's trying to get away and he's like, if you're naughty, I'm gonna punish you. And this and that. And she's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause she like won't stop squirming and and like she won't talk to him. And so basically he like gets after her, like, like, don't you dare be naughty, you know, Santa yeah. you know, punishment is good and all sorts of things. And he's he scares the, you know, he's he scares the the heck out of her. <laughs> And but the the parents just watching like oh he's he's so good with the children. <laughs> oh man, they had no idea in a few hours. They have no doing. idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he eventually work is done. It's Christmas Eve. Everybody's gone. They have like kind of a little party, and he's still dressed as Santa. Like I, if it was me, and it, like I would have gotten out of that as fast as I could. You know, I would have been like, I'm not doing oh, this ever yeah, again. Right you know like but no he just stays dressed as santa and the the shop owner he like brings out the booze and they're like drinking and having a good time because it's christmas eve time to celebrate and uh Mm -hmm. but he he stays in the costume you know which is which is like the worst thing you could do (laughs) especially if you mix it with alcohol man (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) but i don't think he he doesn't drink right i don't think no, he doesn't really drink, but they he gave him a drink. He was like, come on. And so they toasted. And so, oh, okay. yeah, so he did have some drinks, but he saw his, the girl that he liked, Pamela, kissing, uh, like, I guess, his immediate supervisor. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the jerk. The, or, the co-worker. Yeah. The jerk the, co-worker. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it's like the girl he likes and they go to the back. And he kind of follows him, and it turns out the guy's like trying to rape her essentially. Yeah, because she's like, "Stop, stop!" And so Billy tries to save her, but he kind of snaps a little bit, and he strangles. <laughs> he strangles yeah. a dude with Christmas lights, but he he's like ridiculously strong all of a sudden because he lifts him up with like one hand. He's like strangling him with like yeah. One I was hand. gonna ask you that. He lifted the guy with one arm with one arm, right? Just yeah, like Darth Vader style. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the craziest thing. Like, like I mean, I, I get there's like psycho strength, but this dude's got like, like all of a sudden he's got the psycho strength. It's crazy. Yeah. So he just, yeah, he lifts him up, he kills him, and he strangles him so hard that like blood is coming from the. <laughs> oh yeah, from, from the the line there. Yeah, it looks like he like cut his skin or something with a. 
because he's picking him up, but he's also got him with the uh, Christmas lights, right? Right, right. Kind of like, kind of like hanging him. Essentially, yeah. It's like like he's he's choking him, uh, almost like a little makeshift noose out yeah. of the Christmas lights. And so it, yeah, it's like cuts him, and he's like bleeding from the neck, and then of course he dies. Uh, and Pamela, who he's into, like just freaks out. She's like, "You're crazy! You're crazy!" Instead of like, "Thank you for saving me," which, I mean, I get like you don't kill someone, but still, like, if <laughs> if this dude just kills someone in front of you, don't call him crazy. <laughs> don't insult <Yeah>. him. <laughs> he's obviously got some issues. <laughs> yeah, but then, <laughs> well, I mean, he he was already far so far beyond the age that he actually ends up killing the girl too the one he liked so he does yeah with a a box knife i think right yeah i think he pretty much cuts her open like a turkey or whatever like a gutting a fish kind of like when you go fishing pretty much yeah 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 he like slices her like in the he stabs her first in the stomach and then Mm -hmm. he just like goes you know he just goes up with the the, yeah just like a little a little box knife Mm -hmm. so maybe that's them trying to show that he's already beyond redemption i mean somebody that he cared for that much right he was into at least then he's just dispatching of her just as easily then that pretty much to me to me meant uh, you know it's it's, uh everyone's fair game (laughs) yeah and so he grabs a what a hammer and he kills uh he kills The the boss next i think because the boss hasn't he's like i think i heard something he's like drunk yeah he's wasted (laughs) yeah he's totally wasted he he goes in the back he ends up like hitting him with the hammer and then the other co-worker who i guess was like another cashier or something up front or saleswoman whatever uh he ends up shooting her as she's escaping because she actually does a pretty good job of like avoiding him Mm -hmm. you know he's got the axe and she she you know he misses and she's like running away she knocks him down she's like trying to she grabs the axe she's about to like break a window and he's just like naughty and you know punish <laughs> and all that and so he shoots her with a bow and arrow uh-huh, yeah <laughs> and it like reminded me like you know walmart used to have like guns and bow and arrows bows and arrows and stuff like that and, yeah. and like big knives and stuff like like that's right department stores used to sell that kind of hunting mm-hmm. equipment yeah hunting equipment yeah yeah i don't know i haven't been to walmart in a while they don't have guns anymore right? i don't think so no or bullets or one of the one of the two i think they don't have or both maybe yeah i, so I do most of my shopping at hv now so <laughs> man i love hv I, uh-huh. we don't we have like one about 30 minutes away and it's like oh it's too far oh, man, that sucks i know it does suck yeah hv <laughs> shout out thank you guys for the groceries <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right sponsor the show uh <laughs> uh no but you know it's just uh, he you're right at this point he's just too far gone he like has kind of become that santa but in in a more uh, like authoritarian um what is it uh like an authoritarian kind of way you mm-hmm. know where it's like like no you're naughty it's just there's black and there's white there's no gray it's like you're either naughty or nice anything mm-hmm. naughty you do puts you automatically in that naughty category and so i have to punish you and punishment is good <laughs> yeah which is like the line from the the the, the, nun. the, the nun yeah the mother superior yeah she's the one that ingrained that in him from all her beatings yeah exactly yeah it's like like pavlov's dogs or something you know Mm -hmm. so he's he's going to go punish some folks and so he yeah he the couple that was uh making out in the in the basement he kills them as well oh yeah which uh the girl and the guy the girl yeah so he like impales her and i guess she was babysitting this is what it is and he impales her on like some deer antlers (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like like a those uh, trophy heads that people put in their right. yeah. chimneys, whatever. <laughs> I 
I wonder if that's actually physically possible in real life. I don't, I don't even so. know. I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But he, I mean, he, that deer would have to be coming at you like several miles an hour for that <laughs> to pierce your skin. I think so. <laughs> well, especially the way it's done. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he picks her up like, like again with super strength, kind of like picking up a baby or something. Just yeah. picks her up and just like poof, puts her on the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, <creation. laughs> you, you can see the stomach. You know, the the special effects uh-huh. were pretty good with with the mm-hmm. protrusions there. Uh, and then the guy goes to like look for her as well, and uh, you know, and then he ends up getting killed. Also, yeah, he puts up a, a, an okay fight, I guess, but he does, really. yeah, because he hits him with the poker, um, uh-huh. and then he tries to call like nine one one. No, uh, he, he calls what is it? The operator. He's like, operator, yeah. give me, give me the police. It's like, no, no, call nine one one, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. if it was a thing. No, that that must have been a thing back then already in the eighties. Yeah, though. yeah, it was already a thing in the eighties. Like sometimes so, we we uh, think about stuff that, and it's like, was that even a thing back then? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they had just uh, turned on their alarm, you know, through Alexa. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the smart house. Yeah, you know, yeah. kids in the audience are like, how, why didn't he just call somebody on their cell phone? Hello. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. We were talking about the new uh, Home Alone movie that's coming out, and we're like, you know, that movie, like, how can it even work nowadays? There's a Home Alone movie coming out. Yeah, it's like a, a not a reboot, but. Uh, it's, it's home alone essentially it's like a new kid it it's ha- has nothing to do with the McAllisters or anything it's just it's uh but it's like how is that even gonna work like you can control your whole house from your phone nowadays yeah. so so that's that's crazy that's, that that's unusual i mean unless they, they're in a cabin in the middle of the woods in canada or something where they yeah, right? really have no signal but i mean that's weird I, I didn't even know about that well yeah yeah it's coming out like i think today i think actually today comes out oh. yeah <laughs> oh, wow. i don't know Anyway, it, uh, it it doesn't matter. I'm not going to watch it probably for, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait to see what other people think and then I'll watch it. But uh, it's one of those, like, like I, I just, you, you see all this stuff and you're like, oh, if this were today, you know, they would just dial it on their cell. And like, oh yeah. One of the things that I always thought was funny uh, about these slasher films is that people are like, they're dumb. Like, oh yeah. Like run, <laughs> don't, don't, don't just, just run. You see the guy, you knock him down, you know, grab his weapon run as fast as you can in uh-huh. the opposite direction but no they kind of <laughs> they stick around they drop their own weapons they're they you know, get distracted it's like ah now you guys and i love this genre don't don't get me wrong i think it's fun uh-huh. there's a lot of cool stuff but you know people are dumb in these movies <laughs> oh, of course I, but i think it's part of the charm though dude it's just like uh there's this horrific and this movies and, and all of them really all the slasher ones right this horrible person committing all these murders so i guess that's kind of like part of the charm in a way that like kind of maybe showing the innocence of the characters versus the what well, do you call it? Like the, the, the evil of the antagonist you know so right but i do agree with you i mean i think they're, they're dumb as, as rocks <laughs> <laughs> i mean like wow yeah it's just funny or uh you know you think of like friday the 13th and uh like their friends are getting all killed all over it's like no 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 just just go what pick a direction run as fast as you can stick together <laughs> don't don't investigate anything <laughs> just, yeah, just dude, it's, i don't know like if if i were ever in a situation like that where i know someone's kind of coming after people that i'm with or that i'm, I'm around whatever like right I don't know, dude, because a lot of us think like oh man I, I, I would be prepared or i would be you know whatever but would you really i mean that's kind of like yeah yeah i know what you mean well, and it's not like we know exactly what's going on all the time with everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, but 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 I do agree with you that some things you 
you know, like if you hear a noise, why do you go see the source of the noise? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if if you know that you're supposed to be at home with somebody or by yourself, even like there's people that they're by themselves in their in their homes in, the, in these movies, right? And they hear something and it's like, oh, is that my cat? What is that? Like, and it's like, no, dude, that's not your cat. Get out, get out of your house. Like, leave. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So he he kills that couple, and then they realize like he's you know because at this point sister margaret knows that billy's up to something you know mm-hmm. because yeah. he was told like oh yeah he's gonna be santa and she's like oh no don't do that uh-huh. and, then, and then they find out about the murders and so she's talking to the police she's like i think i know like there's kind of a pattern to where he's i think he's headed back to the you know back to the the, place, the orphanage the orphanage and you know sure enough he well well hold on but before this i, I so after he kills a couple i forgot about that. i want to mention this part the little girl that they were babysitting like oh yeah, down, yeah you know and she's like sees him she's like santa did you bring me something and he's like grabs that the blade that he killed pamela with <laughs> yeah and, you know he's like gonna kill her he's like have you been naughty and she's you know have you been nice she's like no i've been good he's like all year long she's like yeah so he gives her like the dirt, the blade. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, uh, what is this? <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. She's just kind of looking at him and he just like leaves. Uh, but so, yeah. So then he goes to the, the orphanage. Oh my God. But, but that scene like tripped me out. It was like, oh man, this guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that, that's the one line, I guess they, they don't cross even to these days, man. They, they don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the, the Netflix Fear Street movies. It's implied that kids get killed in those movies or at least in part two i think mm. uh younger kids like maybe like 10 12 years old that, that actually it's heavily or, or you know very very graphically implied that I mean, they don't right. show the actual murders of the kids right, but right you know they're dead gotcha. but i I, th- I think even now it's that's that's a land that nah dude, it's, that's just i don't think we're ever going to be ready to see that on screen i would feel really awkward if i ever saw a scene where like something like that happened to, to, to a child yeah well, in uh, the newest one, the Halloween Kills, those bullies, you know, the yeah, one, they, they yeah. were wearing the masks from Halloween uh-huh. 3. I mean, yeah, one yeah. of them, he had the mask, so he must have killed, like, that kid. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, no, yeah, he did, but it was off screen. You don't actually off see Off screen, yeah, that. you're so, right. So, yeah. I mean, so th- that, that off screen stuff is okay, I, I guess, but they don't actually show the actual, like, right stabbing or whatever, as opposed to the older kids or people, you know, so... Yeah, so it's good to know there's a line that at least we won't cross. Yeah, I sure hope so, man. Like I, I like horror, but I'm not. Oddly enough, I'm not into really super violent movies. In right. a way. Like I, I'm not a big fan of movies like Saw, for example, or yeah, Hostel. Either. I mean, yeah. to each their own, of course. I mean, if, right. if you like those movies, that's that's, that's your taste. Yeah. Right. I feel that's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, same here. Personally, so, so uh, I'm, I'll, I'll gladly take Jason, Michael Myers, Freddy, or those guys. But I mean, that's a you know. So I, I think. It's important that there's some or, or cool that some lines are not crossed just yet. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. I I, and I completely agree. Uh, which like is... deep web stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's funny because of the very next scene is like those kids. Uh, it's like some teenagers going to ride down the sleigh and some or their oh, sleds. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like the bullies that pick on them and and like. Yeah beat them up or whatever and, and so then they start sledding and one of the first one goes down the second one's like sledding down and 
<laughs> he like, just with his axe. One day, like, shooter. Yeah, just decapitates <laughs> him. <laughs> Which funny, is dude. terrible. I hate <laughs> it's bad we're laughing about it, but yeah, no. It is kind of funny the way it happens. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, it was made for like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So it's pretty low budget considering. And uh, I mean it was you can tell that it's I mean considering that I think the movie was pretty well done, I mean. Yeah, and yeah, I actually agree. I I, I think for what it was, for what it cost, uh-huh. uh, that's definitely pretty well done. Do you think that these movies were, were at some point made unintentionally comedic by stuff like that? I mean, we're laughing about this horrible scene, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 not really the intended effect. The intended effect is to scare you or to make you uncomfortable. But here we are laughing about it. <laughs> well, and I wonder if it's just at this point, you know, society has progressed and desensitized at least uh, enough that what could have been funny back then is just like, oh, yeah, okay, I see what they did. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, again, also like with the special effects uh, coming so far that sometimes, and I love all those old movies from the 80s, but sometimes seeing like the stop motion Harryhausen thing, it just doesn't quite, you know, just doesn't quite (laughs) land the way it used to. Yeah, the green screen, like. And green screen. Yeah, exactly. You can see like the outline around their bodies uh, <laughs> from where they cut it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think some of it is just the way that technology and stuff has progressed. Um, mm-hmm. But so it's the next day he's or, or it's, it's Christmas Day and and he's made his way back to the orphanage. He kills. Um, well, the deputy kills a Santa that, you know, they, they're they like, oh, no, mm-hmm. the Santa's there. And it turns out it was it was Father O'Brien or something. Yeah, the priest, yeah. The, mm-hmm, accidentally shoots him. And so Billy kills him because he's he was naughty for, for killing the priest. And then he bursts in and he's getting ready to, base, to really just take out uh, the, the Mother Superior. Mm-hmm. And then he's shot. That's when he's shot by, I guess, the, the chief or whoever it is, the, the main detective on the case. And it ends with mother superior uh trying to i don't know kind of talk bad about him kind of scold him like oh whatever and his little brother ricky has like this just look of evil on his face and Mm -hmm. it's like naughty you know (laughs) and so really that was just done so that they could set up a sequel yeah so so that was a little brother than the the kid at the end it was yeah that was a little brother and then he takes Mm -hmm. over uh in the killer in part two and part three part two Mm mm-hmm because I remember the like, I, the, there's a nurse scene earlier in the movie where where the brother is teased about Billy. Yeah, yeah. Some, some kids in the playground are like your your brother's psycho, whatever, crazy. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, he's not, no, whatever. So I know the or I knew the brother was around. Right. But I didn't know that kid was supposed to be the brother. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. I, I've never seen the sequels to to this film. I've never seen part two, or I, I didn't even know it was a part three actually. <laughs> there's so. actually like four and a five, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently the the those two have nothing to do with like the the first three. <laughs> you oh, okay. know? Yeah, it's one of those uh like Halloween three kind of a things, you know. Yeah. But yeah, this like was huge. It was on uh like Dateline and and uh, I mean all sorts of just crazy, you know, crazy publicity about how violent and you know how how terrible it was that that there was a uh, Santa Claus killing people. Siskel and Ebert, actually, they they like read the names of like the production companies that that helped produce it and some of the the crew, and they were like, "Shame on you!" I mean, <laughs> it's like like this thing really garnered a ton of hate. Uh-huh. 
it opened the same day as a uh, nightmare on Elm street, which I thought was kind of cool. And that first, <laughs> that first like weekend, it actually did better than nightmare on Elm street, wow. but it had like, I think twice as many opening theaters and, <laughs> and then it just tanked because of all the publicity. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how it goes, but that's crazy, man. It really is. I mean, I can't believe some of the stuff that, uh, that, that I was reading about it. I mean, there's like tons of <laughs> trivia about this and I was just like, Oh man, Apparently Sam Raimi almost directed the film. Uh, so that's kind of cool. That would have been really interesting. That would have been, I would have loved to have seen <laughs> that. Cause I mean, Sam Raimi, I mean, he's great. Mm-hmm. You uh, will that man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. All those, of course, army of darkness is like one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was like a, a comedy horror. It was film. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. They by that time they they'd kind of just turned it into that you know it uh, yeah the film and one thing I did think was really cool before we get it to, to we're, before we start wrapping it up here but the composer uh, actually he improvised the score like he just he he just started improvising whereas most composers actually you know they kind of play out some themes play them for the director and yeah. then director approves them or doesn't and then they kind of retweak it and you know all sorts of things like that this one he basically just kind of improvised over it and then just did another run through and added a couple of textures and then that was it. It was done. It's a really cool score, man. I like, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of music more closely, I guess, cause I, I play music. So yeah, me that, too. that's yeah. one of the things that catch my attention right away. And this one was pretty good. I thought. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I mean, a lot of the originals, so they were going to do a spinoff like Christmas album that uh, was going to be released as a tie-in. And so uh, Morgan Ames actually wrote like, I think 10 to 12 songs that was going to be released on this album. And of course, after all the bad publicity, they're just like nixed it. But like, I think four of the songs actually appear in the, the, you know, so that, that when I sang in the beginning, you know, that one actually was in there. Uh, There's another one later on the Christmas fever that, that uh, shows up in the song. I mean, yeah. And it's like, they're really, they're scored really well. She Mm -hmm. arranged like the vocals, just really good and apparently she helped found like inner voices which is like a very famous la like jazz vocal group oh yeah i know so it makes sense because they're really known for a lot of their like christmas uh their christmas shows Mm -hmm. so so it's like oh yeah i you know (laughs) i I did silent night deadly night it's cool i'll I'll arrange all these (laughs) tunes you know (laughs) like like what do you say like you just picture the uh you just picture like let the the guy the theater manager there with his you know cigar like hey get me the get me the person that did silent night deadly night yeah i want them to, to do my shows you know <laughs> wow man i mean that, that's really cool though because uh a lot of times i don't feel like the music is is praised enough i mean when when it's good yeah i mean everyone yeah. of course knows the halloween theme the exorcist theme i mean those are timeless of course, like, yeah yeah but a lot of people don't know the the exorcist song is was not written for the exorcist right yeah <laughs> It was a song that they they found, and it's creepy enough that it fits that movie. It's uh, Tubular Bells. Tubular Bells, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's you know one of the things that a lot of people sometimes overlook when it comes to the, the films. Everyone focuses so much on the actual, I mean, as most of us do, of course. Right. On, on the film itself is the story, the characters, but a lot of times the music isn't praised enough, I don't think. Right. And I completely agree. I think film scoring, because I used to teach a class on film scoring. I mean, it's like a huge part of the... Uh, the industry you can watch star wars and it's like not very good and then you hear you know the main theme by john williams and you're like oh all right this is cool yeah. you know so i used to do a thing where i would take out the score to like certain parts 
and people would, you know, I'd play it for my students and it'd be like, oh yeah, you can see how much it adds just like the right music. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of think in this case, because uh, he uses, of course, a lot of atonality in it. There's, there's like, a, you know, it sounds like prepared piano. I don't know if it actually is, but I mean, it's just a lot of cool, just little riffs and like almost 12 tone mm-hmm. type type things that he throws in there and it's like oh that's cool you know in this case like it works it's it shouldn't work but it does you know it's just like a lot of tone clusters and and dissonances and it's like well that i mean psychologically that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. as well as, as the listener so it, yes. just, it, it works perfectly with that yeah. it's unsettling like as opposed to hearing uh actual proper chords i mean usually when we think of music that's happy we think of major chords majors yeah which, I mean, for people that have no idea what we're talking about, think of the Happy Birthday song. That's all major song chords, yeah. probably. You know, so it's like Happy Birthday. You know, so that that's major melodies. And then minor, it's, of course, pretty much every horror song ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so songs that are meant to make you feel uncomfortable. And I don't know if, if since we're talking about music, just real quick, you heard about that. Um, what do they call that? I think they call it infrasound. Is that what they call it? Where they, they play chords or, or notes that are really close to the lower threshold of human hearing oh uh-huh because that somehow connects to our i mean this is according to a study that i read or whatever but those notes those those types of, of sounds kind of connect to the reptilian brain in a sense it's kind of like in the past sounds like that were made by predators mm. So mm-hmm. that kind of alerted our ancestors in the back. Hey, this is like a tiger coming to eat us. So let's wake up and fight it, you know? So, right, right. I, I, so, yeah, dude, I, I, I've heard that a lot of film scores use that, those types of sounds where it's like really low and you can hear it barely. But it's more of a feel thing than hearing it. So that's where they use it in their film scores and horror films. But, yeah, know, which, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that, that's the, the goal is that you want them to feel, you know, that kind of like terror. And, and uh, so, I mean, especially, I mean, you think about movies like Psycho and, and the score there by Bernard yeah. Herman. And I mean, that's classic. And he did it just purely through, you know, tonality and, and you know, dissonance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because that was of its time. You know, they didn't really think about some of that. But then you think about like uh, Alfred Schnitke and like some of his stuff. And he did that that kind of thing where he would use like tone clusters but way in the low bass mm-hmm. and so you just get like this wall of sound kind of effect and and yeah. like, you can't distinguish anything and so it's like yeah i can see that <laughs> i can totally see see that happening <laughs> totally sits the mood man yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but they they did last year release an actual soundtrack album and so it's got uh perry botkin's store uh score on it and then it's got like 10 of the or 12 of the tracks by uh, Morgan Ames and they're actually pretty good they're like they're kind of bluesy there's like a little bit of doo-wop in some of them it's like a weird eclectic <laughs> mix and so I can see why they were like gonna try to release a Christmas album like you can hear mm-hmm. every track and it's like god this is like this would have been a, a pretty cool album yeah <laughs> Did they talk about murder in the lyrics where is this is there any lyrics to this songs or yeah there there are like like all the songs have lyrics to them so two of them are like like um those choral types of songs you know the the santa's watching uh but then some of them are like like just kind of bluesy things uh like merry christmas baby there's one that says like i want to sing you a love song it's not really christmasy but it kind of alludes to christmas uh i mean it's like all these cool these cool little just just i mean they're actually pretty decent songs and i just I gotta I found find that out on, man, <laughs> yeah it's like on itunes i was like oh download 
<laughs> I gotta find that for sure, man, because that and, sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And and the score, of course, you get the whole score. And hearing it by itself, uh, you can really tell all the nuances as far as like the atonality and, and some of the mo- the motivic development that they do. So it's uh yeah, it's really cool. I, I really dig it. But um, but it does make me wonder, you know, what would you say would be like your hap hap happiest memory or moment of this movie? In the movie itself, I'd say it's actually right before he goes in the killing spree. Mm-hmm. because you actually kind of see him having a good time for a little bit for a couple of minutes yeah he's i guess kind of not forgetting his fear of santa but he's kind of okay like this is so bad after all right so it's, it's in the little christmas staff party or whatever where they're having the drinks and everything and he's kind of i guess relaxing for the first time in, in, in a long time in christmas but then it all goes uh sideways when he sees his crush disappear with a guy behind the the racks you know so <laughs> yeah 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 that's kind of a bummer <laughs> but i would say for, for me that's that's probably the the most uh, or that i can think of as, as of right now the happiest moment for billy that's true yeah i think for me it would probably be when and this is a weird moment but you're right it's not like there's a whole lot of that <laughs> in this movie uh, and i have no history so i don't really have like a happy memory so i think for me it would probably be where uh he gives the the present to the little girl Oh, the knife. <laughs> the knife, yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's like, I've been good all year. And he's like, okay. And he gives he gives her a present. I guess I don't know. I guess. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> <There's>, positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of a positive moment. <laughs> oh man. Um, but now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little segment I like to call gag me with a spoon. Okay. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the of the movie. So uh, as a guest, I'll let you go first, but, you know, just uh, kind of set up the scene for us and then. Oh, man. Uh, well, or if you want you, me to go first, I can go first. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> OK, OK, OK. So there was a couple of uh, things I couldn't de- decide. And I actually had picked something, but I've done it earlier. I did like a, a retrospective kind of a show way back in like in february and so i kind of already did that grandpa's talking you know oh you better run so i'm gonna do something different and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be billy here i'm gonna try my best billy and i'm gonna go punish (laughs) and the scene i mean i'd set it up except he says it like all over the place so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's 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 my that's fine. Well, for me, I would okay. I, I now I know what you mean. Okay, so uh, let yeah. me see if I can if I can pull this off correctly. But <laughs> basically, it's the moment leading up to Billy's corporal punishment in the orphanage. Okay. So let me see. I mean, I, I may not get the words exactly correct, but I'm gonna try my best to to do. Um, You've been a naughty boy, Billy, and naughty boys deserve to be punished. <laughs> 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 I dig it, man. I dig it. <laughs> That's good. Something like <laughs> that, that was good. Yeah. That was a creepy nun, man. She was. And you could, <laughs> you're right. I think she enjoyed doling out punishments a little too much for my yeah. taste. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor guys. They, uh, they didn't deserve that. But <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, uh, it, it does make me wonder, you know, G.I. Joe, they taught us that uh, knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? I would say doing. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> nice and that's good. Yeah. I mean, because you can acquire knowledge, but if you don't use it or do anything with it, then what's the point? 
That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, and that's better than mine. Mine. So if uh, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is not getting a job where they might make you dress up as the cause of your repressed trauma. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess mine, you can, I mean, Billy sure did something. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he, that was the doing. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of doing in this film. That's a lot of doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Chewy, it's been uh, it's been fun talking with you, man. But like, Likewise, like, man. Tell me about your show. Like, 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 you know, tell me about it. it sounds it's, sure it's a great thing, show, man. Um, so. We are a horror based podcast. I do have a co host named Monica who could not attend because of reasons. Yeah, but it's this two of us. We've been friends for a while, and we decided to take a a shot at making a podcast. We're both horror fans. Essentially, what we do in our episodes is, or what we've been doing, we're gonna change things a little bit. But what we've been doing so far up until this point is we of course go over the movie so kind of like the way we, we just did right now in, in your episode mm-hmm. uh talk about the, the movie the the cinematography the score the scenes the plot actors etc and then we also interject some humor in it right. and then there, we have a segment called the academic segment in which we kind of connect whatever we're talking about to something from real life or as close to real life as we can find so for example we were talking about the exorcist which i don't think we've done but if we were to talk about the exorcist, I would maybe find a couple of cases, quote unquote, from real life that right. and their implications, what happened, what was the outcome, you know, stuff like that. And um, we, and of course, we also not only talk about movies, we talk about shows, short stories. I think we did a, a, a couple of graphic novels, maybe anime. Nice. I think yeah, we did Castlevania, but we, I think we only Ooh, did one yeah. season. We got to go back and do the rest of them. That's an awesome show, by the way. Recommend 1010. Yeah, I've only seen the first two uh, seasons, but I enjoyed them. I really did. Yeah. No, season yeah. three is a little weird. I'm not going to spoil anything. It's a little weird. And then season four kind of picks it up again a little bit. But I mean, okay, cool. It, it's not that it's not, it's only bad if you don't like the way the direction. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> For, but, but, anyways, yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, uh, it's really fun. I, if you like horror with a side of humor and also a side of, nerd nerd dumb in the sense of that you're going to learn something about <laughs> something from quote-unquote real life as far yeah. as the the topic of the episodes are i mean yeah but as as of right now of course we're taking a break like i mentioned earlier but we are thinking of doing things a little bit different and actually our past three or four episodes before the break in which we talked about actually the the main three movies of the 80s or the which is or uh, slasher rather we, we talked about halloween the original halloween mm-hmm. we talked about friday the 13th and also nightmare on elm street those three most recent episodes are going to be kind of the way that we, we're going to be doing things from now on cool uh yeah if you go back a little further it's, it's like i just said about the segments and all that stuff but uh the past three episodes is more in line i mean we're, we're going to add more stuff too we're thinking about doing video stuff for a youtube channel or something like that so uh, we're still talking about it but in essence, if you want to get a feel for the way things are going to go, listen to the three or four most recent episodes. And if not, you can go back and, and listen to the other ones and hopefully you find some enjoyment in any of those. Right on. Um, and they can find you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, social media, of course. Uh, <laughs> we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the, it's probably easier if you go to our link tree because we have every link there. Cool. So our link tree is just linktree.com slash myths behind lgds so you can find everything on there from a spotify link or youtube channel facebook twitter pages everything's on there we are usually more active on twitter than any others because that's actually i'm surprised it's been like the the most uh active 
for us. <laughs> nice. And it's funny because when we started, Twitter was dead. We had like three followers for like the longest time. <laughs> and then it started snowballing, dude. We find you guys, the community. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's been really surprising in a really good way to find that a lot of podcasters are really supportive of each other, man. It's just really, yeah. really cool. It's really amazing. It's really awesome. Very pleasantly surprised. And I hope that does not change. I, I agree. I mean, I think there's something that we all um, just want each other to succeed. And and I kind of, I really dig that, you know, that's just a. Yeah, man. A, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like the opposite of the music scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned you're, yeah. you're a musician, but I don't know if you ever played in a band or anything, but man, bands are like trying to always. Yeah. Not yeah, talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I never, I mean, I, I get. But at the you know you you want to be I, I mean I get it but at the same time I'm always more of like like let's just all do good you know because yeah. uh, there's like we could all put on a great show and the audience would love it and but mm-hmm. for me I, I never tried to make it big it was always just more like let's just have like make people have fun you know that mm-hmm. was like my thing so uh, but you're right it definitely is the opposite of that <laughs> dude it's it's like cutthroat man like <laughs> somebody will steal your guitar or something or like or break your speakers or <laughs> throw symbols at you yeah dude it's, it's, yep, it's uh, symbols so, at you That's it's true. A, a no man's land bro it's like the wild west when you play a show <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude i mean just just to finish that comment real off the the podcast community is on, on twitter has been real awesome and I, I mean we've been meeting people with you we've been from all over the place and i actually last week i just interviewed a um a person from South Africa, and I'm going to release that episode because what I'm doing right now as we're taking a break in the podcast so that the name doesn't stagnate and doesn't become forgotten because right. dude, the thing about podcasting is if you're not putting out content, you, you're, you know, it's, you're, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's just so many of us out there. And so what I'm doing, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm doing is I'm trying to find people to interview or talk to you or, or, you know, just, just talk for a few minutes and I'll be releasing that as a special episode. So I, I met somebody from South Africa. Dude, where would I have done that in the past? Like, right. I mean, it's possible, I guess, but with podcasting, it's just amazing how right connected the world is. is and it's just like really, really, really fulfilling. That's the word I was looking for. Nice. And, uh, but you also do uh, like a cooking segments as well, which is kind of cool. Yes, actually, <laughs> that's kind of weird because see, that's one of the things that, that, uh, we talked about doing little extra quirky content and I will, I'm not a TikToker. Right. I'm in my late thirties. So I, I felt like TikTok was for kids. Yeah. You know, teenagers, Same. you know? Yeah. I'm in my because early forties. So yeah, I, I hear yeah, you. Every time that I saw a TikTok video, it was some kid doing something like a, a, a trick and a skateboard or, mm-hmm. or, a, or a dancing or, or something like that. Right. Something fun for them. Right. And I was like, how can I ever make content for a platform like that? But then of course everyone started my, my actually, you know, my co my co-host Monica was like, no, nah, dude, just do whatever. I mean, play music or something. And I was like, well, I, I play music already in some of the episodes. Pretty much all the music that you hear in our episodes, I, I I made, like all the little background music and stuff like that. Right. Sometimes in some of our, I haven't done it in a while, but in some of our episodes, I do play like a little song, like a theme song or for whatever we're talking about. So we got a theme song for, for example, the Wendigo. We got a theme song for uh who else? A couple of creatures, you know, that we talked right. about. Right. So I was like, I got to do something different for that because I already do music and, and the episodes sometimes. And like, I was like, well, I like cooking, so why not do that? And it's like weird because it's like, uh, you never imagine a horror podcast having like a recipe section, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there you go. And, and the first couple of movies or videos that I try making, I try making funny and it's okay. But I, I was like, nah, that's a little bit too much. Let me just kind of do a straight up cooking. And, and that's what I do. 
yeah. I kind of I, I put put a picture of the ingredients and then I just show myself what I'm doing and I explain nice. it in you know like a minute or give or take. So you should try fun, his dude. um you should try his fried chupacabra recipe. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be released in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's it's cool stuff. It's always fun and interesting. And and uh I love to cook, but I don't really get to uh much anymore, um, especially during the season now, because I work at a mm-hmm. Christmas store. Oh, so man. we're doing our like eleven to 13 hour days Oof. uh six days a week so it's like no i'm not i'm i get home like i'm tired just <sighs> yeah <know>. so yeah <laughs> so i so i i enjoy all your videos because it's like oh man that's cool like oh, that sounds good i want to make that so uh thank yeah, you for and, that keep it up <laughs> yeah yeah sure man and it's real easy stuff man i, I i'm i'm not a i'm a cooking enthusiast i'm not a chef like i, I haven't right. gone to any formal school of cooking or anything like that right I like cooking. I grew up in, again, because of the, the way that I grew up, like I mentioned earlier, I was pretty much alone all the time. I had to learn how to cook most of my yeah. meals. Yeah. So that's, and it's just something that I, I'm really into and I'm glad you enjoy it, man, because it's it's fun to make that content. And like I was saying, it's easy stuff, man. I'm not making like the, you know, what, what is like sauteed goose with like, <laughs> blue cheese sauce and like whatever yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. horn you know powder or whatever like i'm not right. making any of that stuff you know it's just like what am i making well i'm making like pizza on, on a flatbread or whatever you know or right, like i'm right. making uh what's the other one that i made i made um i think did i do the one for the no i, I did it for a chilaquile so that was the one of the yes i remember that that's the one yeah it's just tortillas I was gonna chopped say up migas, with, but you're right it was chila, chilaquiles. yeah it's just tortillas yeah. that are chopped up with chicken and 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 yeah and tomato and onion and that's that's, that's easy to do like <laughs> but it's fun yeah i agree <laughs> definitely check them out it's a cool pod uh you can't wait to to hear you guys come back again and uh yeah guys go listen if you're not listening i mean do you even podcast you know <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> you pod that's right do you pod uh but again chewy it's been it's been a lot of fun so uh so Likewise, thanks for man. being thank on you. man well definitely man thank you for having us or, or me but you know us in spirit my co-host is here that's right us. yeah <laughs> and yeah dude uh your show is also pretty amazing it's, it's really fun to listen to and i i know you're doing pretty good or you were for a while yeah i haven't seen you right. post in, in the twitter space i mean you kind of do every now and then or, or maybe i just missed those messages but yeah uh well now that especially now uh i'm working like a lot so Mm -hmm. i i just as soon as i get an episode i'll drop it and then that's that's about it like i barely comment i barely do anything because i i just don't have time i'm at work you know yeah (laughs) me too man uh actually i I was the reason why i could start the podcast is because i was working part-time i was working at three days a week oh yeah yeah for those because of the whole pandemic thing and i didn't come back full-time until maybe like a couple of months ago so well, yeah, and that's why I started uh, as well because it was that during that lockdown period or whatever shelter, whatever they're called it, yeah. uh, where we couldn't go anywhere. And so, same thing. I was, I was like, well, you know, they've been telling me I need to start a podcast. I guess, I guess I'll start it. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of went from there. It's uh, cool, man. Maybe sometime we can have you on our show. Yeah, anytime. I'm always down. Always down. Right, so definitely. And uh, and on that note, I'm going to end it by saying. Can you believe this? It's Christmas Eve and we got orders to bring in Santa Claus and to check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Sister Margaret being kind to the children at her facility, 
leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Later, dudes. How's it going, everybody? This is Chewy. And this is Monica. And we are from the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. <laughs> Where we talk about stuff like horror films, shows, and folk legends. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podchaser. Like us and give us a review.